This is the Courageous Parenting Podcast, hosted by the National Parenting Initiative, a Christian charity based in the UK. Here we have honest discussions about big topics that may come our way as parents and how we can navigate them in love and free from fear. Thanks for joining us. Today I am talking to Joseph the Dreamer. Hello. Who happens to also be my husband. So he is, yes, a husband, a dad, director and filmmaker, YouTube and TikToker, far more media savvy than I am and has an incredible social reach with, I don't know how many followers across all your platforms, but loads. And also passionate about youth and many other things. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's not too bad at intro. I am very passionate about the youth and keeping up with the youth. And I'm always wanting to, I always want to know what they're interested in, what they're listening to, what they're watching. And I guess that drive to engage with young people and be in their conversations has led me to, yes, have this social media journey of my own. And I'm sure we'll get around to, you know, the ins and outs of that. And maybe I can give some of the listeners some of my secrets and, um, yeah, some of the other things that I'm interested in as well. And we can we can learn from our young people and we can love our young people by engaging with them online and offline. And that is what I'm hoping to talk to them about today. Great. Um, yeah. So if someone is listening to this and they have no idea about some of the social media platforms, I wonder if you could just mm-hmm. give us a little tour quickly of um, <laughs> a little tour around the social media platforms that yeah our kids could be on. Okay, well, there's probably some parents that are listening to this that can remember the original big dog social media platform that was MySpace. <laughs> that is sort of the first thing to explode on the scene, which was very quickly shunted by Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg's empire. And we are part of the Facebook generation when you say that, because yeah. we are... Um, well, I'm I'm in my 30s. You're actually technically not yet, are you? No. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're in your sort of 30s, you will remember the Facebook boom. And that is sort of your probably where your experience of social media comes from. But I want to say that social media has changed dramatically since Facebook came on the scene. And there are now two um, players in the game which are um rivaling facebook's reach and that is instagram and now tiktok which is a much newer one um only in the last sort of two or three years in fact it was pretty much unheard of until um we went into lockdown Mm. and the social media app um suddenly became the most downloaded app of the year and um people are bringing it back to yeah how we all went into lockdown and we were spending a lot more time on our phones and particularly the teenagers were spending a lot more time on their phones as well. And so Instagram is owned by Facebook. So they sort of bounced off each other. They tried to buy TikTok in the early days, but failed. And so TikTok is sort of a bit of a rival. And so they're always trying to pull different people onto their platform. Um, I like to describe it as if you are um 30 or above you're probably more used to a facebook platform if you're in your 20s or above you're probably more used to instagram but if you are sort of under 21 actually tiktok is your main social media experience nice um 
I'll also mention, you know, Twitter and YouTube as well. Um, but I think they cater to different audiences mm. because to to be on YouTube and to actually create content on YouTube, you have to be very intentional and have a particular set of skills. And on Twitter, it's more of sort of a news outlet and it's more a bit more formal and you get a lot more sort of corporations and organizations engaging on mm. there. It's less yes. about... Um, you know, following individuals or being a part of certain niches and, and things like that. Mm. So, I th and I don't really specialize in the Twitter scene that much, um, but I can definitely talk into TikTok, Instagram and YouTube and that nice. sort of thing. So I'll probably, um, I'll probably be mentioning those more. Great. Okay. I'm learning lots. Um, so yeah, when I think about Heffy growing up, well, our kids growing up, um, I start to feel a bit nervous thinking about when we get to that age and they're, you know, yeah, got their own phones and signing up to things like Instagram or different things. Because I remember when, I don't even know when I had my first phone. I must have been about 13. Is that an age you get your first phone? I definitely didn't have a phone oh, when really? I was 13. Maybe it wasn't 13. More like 16, 17, I okay. had my first phone. Well, and all I could do on my phone was play snake or send an sms message you know i was a rubbish at snake but yeah i really? remember snake i was good at bounce i remember i was good at bounce <laughs> um and so i yeah i web browsing on the phone was not a thing um and but now they kids can access things so so instantly on there and that does mm -hmm. kind of freak me out um, and I remember making scrapbooks in my free time and now kids are signing up to YouTube in their free time. So my question is, what have you noticed? I know you've spoken at conferences where parents come up to you after asking for advice. What have you noticed parents are feeling about this? I can't be the mm -hmm. only one who's feeling freaked out. And how should parents be feeling about this? Yeah, um, I do. I have had, done talks where parents have come up to me at the end and saying that they're nervous and that they don't understand and oh, my child's doing this and my child's doing that. And my first response is, okay, so what are you doing? Like we're very quick to point the finger at our child and say they're spending too much time on their phone. They're doing this thing that I don't understand. And we usually, our first instinct is to fear what we don't understand. So my step one would be for anyone listening to this, if your child, your teenager is engaging with something on their phone and you're not sure what it is you need to get educated and clued up they're probably mm. way ahead of you in terms of you know technology and you know yours might be still trying to work your vcr player or something <laughs> like that like and then knowing all these sort of fast apps like get to know what it is they're using and the apps that you can see on their screens about like, what is that logo i don't even know mm. ask them questions this is an opportunity to engage ask them to give you a little tour on their mm. phone snuggle up next to them when they're watching something be like what even is this thing do they like snuggling um that's with your teens like i mean our, yeah? our kids are still <laughs> at that age where they like snuggling but i don't i don't have a teenager but I love teenagers yes. and my heart is where where they're at mm. and I want to know what makes them tick because I want to know ultimately what is going to what is going to bring them into a relationship to Jesus and there's all these different pathways now that we can engage in conversation with them so how can I use this this opportunity to engage with my child I've had someone come up to me at a conference and say my child is has started a YouTube channel and, you know, they're only, they were like a, a sort of a, a preteen age. Like, um, should I let them? And my response is, well, I, 
to be honest, I think you're you're their manager now. Congratulations, you got a new job. You are their talent manager. You need to understand YouTube. You need to hold the account password. If you're if they're going to upload anything, you're you can very easily on a place like YouTube select someone to be your channel manager and you can have you know 10 people that manage that channel and they can access every comment and every upload and they can tweak and they can even they can even write in words that will never appear in the comments so if that if someone has tried to comment and nice. that word has appeared in their comment it won't even appear we won't even be able to read it it's that sort of smart so if you get to know these platforms then you can set those healthy boundaries mm -hmm. right um you always use this picture with me when it comes to boundaries and that is we want to create the play park that has the fence, right? Mm. So they can play and they can engage and they can have fun nice. and they can even run and fall over and they'll be okay because we know we've got that fence. They won't be able to leave that area. We won't be able to access the road or the dogs or, you know, anything like that that we might not want them engaging with yet. So get to know the equipment mm. in the park and get to know where the gate in and out is so that you can have a good time too. That's good. I think actually usually we are very, if we're fearing ourselves, the tendency is to hone in on, oh no, don't do this, but don't do that. But actually instead changing our language to be like, great, this is an opportunity. Why don't you make videos about this? Why don't you make videos mm -hmm. about that? Rather than saying the things they can't do, because that's ultimately surely just going to mm -hmm. shut our kids down over time. So yeah. yeah, so what you're saying is, I guess you don't think that it's something to be fearful because I guess you've been through the feeds on TikTok and you've seen the kind of videos they are showing and undoubtedly they are questionable. There's some stuff they're coming up against that is, I don't know, I never want Epi to see. So how can how can there be boundaries within that? Mm -hmm. um, TikTok is a whole different animal mm. because it's less about you trying to find your friends and more about you trying to find the next viral hit mm. so you're not going on there to be like oh yeah where's my mate jimmy who lives around the corner when lets me up to get on our skateboards it's mm. it's not about that like maybe facebook is whatsapp snapchat that sort of thing tiktok is different you can easily go on there and find and within about you know the space of five minutes you could get 12 videos from anywhere in the world about any subject mm. and yes um there is not much of a filter going on there particularly when you first go on because tiktok is designed to only show you you know what is traveling fastest at that time and it could be something really funny it could be something really rude it mm. could be something that you would find inappropriate as a parent to watch and tiktok is also like i said before you know the under 21s are very much you know they're the tiktok generation so that is um, also described as the the most um, liberal sort of generation in terms of gender and sexual identity and topics like that. Mm. Um, and so it is really important as a parent that if you have a child that is engaging on TikTok or using TikTok a lot, you need to get on the app right now and you need to look at some of those things and you need to get yourself a profile. You know, you don't have to use your real name or picture. You know, I personally, I know you mentioned earlier, like, what do I do about my kids? Mm. Um, there will always come a time, you know, when your child is going to want a phone. Mm. And it's probably going to be a smartphone, let's be honest. Um, and they will probably want to, yeah, download some apps. And I think that's 
that's a really good and I think healthy and important boundary to put in place first is if you're going to have that app, then I'm going to have that app and we're going to follow each other. Like mm. that's the rules. You know, I think that's a good park to be in, mm. a good safe boundary in the play park to be in. It's like, okay, you want to go to the park? I'm coming with you. Yeah. Because yeah? I don't know. I don't think I, I would let my child go to the park yeah. on their own at this stage. <laughs> but as a teenager, I wouldn't um, either in this digital park um so that's a good place to start mm -hmm. i think and yeah. then you can see some of the things that they're liking you can see some of the things that they're following and you can see also some of the content that is on tiktok so you can perhaps gauge for yourself um what you're thinking and feeling and going back to what i said about don't be quick to point the finger and say my child is doing this i'd say firstly take a step back and look at yourself and be like why why am I fearing what I don't understand? Mm. You know, how can I understand this thing? Yeah. And I guess it's opening up conversations around that, isn't it? So, oh, I see that you've liked, you know, maybe it's not, I see that you've liked this video on TikTok, but it's okay. Or even as a mum, I could be like, I've seen this video. This makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. How does it make you feel? Kind of get, letting them come mm. to their own decisions. So I guess if they've been brought up in a family of faith, they're going to have opinions on those things, some good, some bad. And I guess it's not telling them or shutting it down, but trying to engage in a conversation. Yeah, I, I think I just, yeah, I know myself, I'm quick to shut those things down because yeah, I fear them, I don't know them, but I guess it's it's having conversations, bringing them into, exactly. yeah, I don't know. Well, as Christian parents, the best place we look for inspiration is from Father God, right? Mm. And we need to always remember that father god whatever he does and wherever he takes us and whatever happens to us the we like to think that there is a bit more of a reason going on behind mm. it all and i would say that that reason usually is to bring us into a deeper relationship with him mm -hmm. and so i think this is an opportunity for you to begin a deeper relationship mm. with your teenager how can I engage with them? How can I show vulnerability? Yeah. How can I show a piece of my heart at this time? Exactly. How can I take my phone to them and be like, hey, I'm seeing a lot of these videos on TikTok. How can I see less of them? Or even, yeah, and this is great. If you're a youth leader as well, listening to this, this is a great opportunity to bring into your youth group. Oh, like, what do you think of this video? We're going to show a couple of videos then, and then we're going to use it as a topic, you know, to chat about. Um for example, they've played this prank. Would you play this prank on someone? It feels a bit too far for me. Mm, like, nice. where's the boundaries yeah, for you? Yeah. Or um, on TikTok, you'll see plenty of videos about um, topics such as the transgender community and body dis dysmorphia, dysmorphia. What's the word I'm looking for? Dysphoria. There? Dysphoria. There you go. Um, and yeah, things like that. Mm. I think these are great opportunities to talk about them. Um, and to get their opinion and to get them thinking about, oh, yeah, what what makes me feel comfortable and what's not comfortable mm. for me? Um, yeah. And I guess to have those conversations too in your home, like ultimately as parents, we want to be the people who teach our kids those things first. We don't want our kids to learn about mm -hmm. gender dysphoria through TikTok. Yeah. And so actually if we're on those apps, finding out what is being talked about, that gives us opportunity to quickly read up on those things, pray about those things, learn about those things ourselves.
kids brought up in a Christian home will feel probably different about videos they see than non-Christian a non-Christian home, and it should be that way, I believe. Yeah. So how how again does that happen? You know, I remember saying to my mum so many times, "Oh, but Emily gets to go to do that, but Emily gets to do that," <laughs> and that's because she wasn't didn't have the same rules that we had or the same beliefs. How do you make it? Yeah, those. Mm. How do you make that play part not feel like? rules yeah not feel like they're missing out <laughs> i i am not a dad of teenagers so i feel like i'm not fully experienced yeah, we'll or i'm not maybe, the, time, I'm maybe not we? the right voice <laughs> um at this point but i do think that yes it would be almost like the goal mm. to create an environment almost like a almost like a prodigal son sort of experience where mm. your child does come to you yes, and for nice. you to be that safe place and to be that person that doesn't respond out of fear and doesn't say, no, you've already, you know, engaged with that. Therefore, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm rejecting it. Actually, we want to create an environment where our sons and daughters can come to us and say, I've seen this and it makes me uncomfortable or I, this is happening online what do you think mm. or help me yeah, is yeah. basically yeah. what they're saying. And that I think is, is where we just want to be as parents, as courageous yeah. parents. I'm sure that's a very tricky, kids. tricky place to be, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You will thrive. I think um, um, per, on that note. Um, yeah. I would love to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to engage in, you know, an app, or if my child is going to engage with an app or post on social media, I would love to be a part of that too. Yeah, yeah. So if your child is posting something, like, are they posting things of you? Like, I, that's an interesting conversation to have first steps with your child. And if your child is too afraid or embarrassed to post <laughs> anything about you, I'd take a step back and be like, how can I, how can I do that in a safe environment, in a friendly way how can i you know deepen my relationship with my child so that we would both be comfortable posting about each other because you see you know you see what? mums post about their kids all the time but i'm oh, very okay. i'm very interested when i see particularly like a preteen, you know or a young teen post something about their parents I find that very revealing about a relationship about yeah, what true. they're saying you know good or bad and really. actually thinking about tiktok videos i've seen of like great ones of like preteens dancing with their mums or having fun like yeah. their mums are getting stuck in on the app mm -hmm. like they're that's, doing that and that is deepening yeah. the relationship yeah yeah that's what is so good about seeing that content and that's why i think it's powerful yeah when we see that because yeah. we're seeing a relationship amen yeah i guess just a question around warning signs so is there any key warning signs that kids you know it could be getting unhealthy because obviously there's a, there is that boundary you know like you were saying there's a safe bit and there's the you've stepped beyond the mark mm -hmm. like what could those signs be i guess one of them is that they are just on their phone the whole time and is there any boundaries like you were saying there's the stuff that you can put in where keywords don't come up or you could say um is there any accounts that are not bringing you life right now those kind of questions like when does it become unhealthy and what boundaries could you put in? Yeah. Um, I like to use this phrase that I don't think we can spend too much time on social media. I know that's a bit controversial. I don't think we can spend too much time on social media, but I do believe we can waste a lot of time on social media. Because like I said, um, 
it could be your work it could be your passion it could be your calling it could be um where you're supposed to be and where you have to be and need to be Mm -hmm. at that time but if you are just consuming then you are just absorbing and i don't want that to be me i don't want that to be my kids i don't want that to i don't know i don't know i don't want that to be the listeners kids either to just be consumers consumers i would um i would if i'm noticing that someone is not engaging on social media just scrolling and consuming i see that as a little bit of a red flag Mm -hmm. personally if you know everything they have they just want to look at the stuff they don't want to do anything on there then i think that says something about Mm -hmm. a person i'd personally i don't know uh, might be worth something looking into um and it's hard if yeah if you don't if you don't know exactly what they're doing again if you're not on there so you can't see the sorts of things that are that are coming up um it is very difficult to see but this brings us to mental health mm-hmm. and also if your child is you know getting really um self-conscious and anxious mm. and if they are hiding away with their digital yeah, device yeah. that's going to say a lot as well isn't it yeah. that um almost like they know or maybe they're feeling a little bit of shame a little bit of guilt yeah, and things yeah. like that about maybe some of the things we're watching and we we haven't even touched on the topic of porn in this conversation at all yet mm. and that's probably the the big thing that maybe a lot of parents are thinking particularly for teenagers you know um it's so easy to hide that sort of stuff and that is why we need to be in there with them we need to be you know on their devices there are so many apps that you can download that help you know restrict certain time on certain apps you know where you can be on the same account the same two different people on the same account somewhere get tooled up get equipped so that you can be a part of it with them so that they're not doing the whole journey alone yeah and um you've obviously seen social media be an amazing force for good because through you know you are very openly christian and a lover of jesus on the in the content you create um and yeah how um how do you see it be used for a force of good and in this case speaking about jesus you know (laughs) yeah i love jesus and so it i love him so much that whenever i do um post something or engage i feel like it can only come from that place like if i'm posting less then that means i do have less that's bubbling out Mm. over me if i ever want to bring something into the world where everyone's going to see it i want it to some way point towards jesus right Mm. um and that would probably be my my challenge for the people who are listening to this and who are on social media is how are you how is this reflecting jesus Mm. okay because again I don't think we spend too much time on social media. I think we waste too much on time on social media. And the same as, you know, I don't think we spend too much time on earth. Do we just waste too much time on earth? Not shining and mm. not pointing and not being that arrow. And yeah. yeah, and that in, exactly. And, you know, releasing those and gifts of the spirit and um, participating in them. And yeah, things like that. Mm, nice.
Um, you haven't actually said your famous line today, which is actually the one I like the best. Are you just, what is it, influencing or being an influence? <laughs> you haven't said it, so. Oh, no, I haven't. What I haven't is that line? That line. Um, are you, an if you're not an influencer, you're just being influenced. Mm. And I don't want to be a consumer. I don't want to be influenced by the things I'm seeing. I want to influence people. Nice. And I want to point them towards I mean, it's safe to say you've influenced with your incredible following. Um, And you, yeah, you've got, so I remember just you reading, like, your messages out, direct messages out at the start of the journey. Just people, like, who, because your stuff is done a little bit, like, it's for fun as well but people actually encountering jesus through it and writing that in your direct messages was just amazing so yeah um last question i guess you thinking forward this is you with young kids like what are the prayers we can be praying for our kids in anticipation of them you know they they're mm -hmm. gonna come up against stuff what what are you praying mm. um well as well as praying firstly i say i'm i'm showing mm, my nice. kids i'm showing my kids how i engage with social media is how i would love them to engage with social media and that is by pointing people towards jesus mm -hmm. so if you are on it how does it look because your child will one day see your profile on or you know scroll back through how if, you, if your child could scroll back through your timeline right now, what sort of impression are they going to get? And what sort of things are they going to be copying? Because we all know that our children just straight up copy everything we do, good and bad, whether we like it or not. So how are you engaging with it? Because that might give you a clue on how they might as well. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> um, and... Ask me the question again. I might have something else to say. Yeah. What What prayers would you be praying for them? Oh yes, and the and the prayers themselves. My prayer would be that um, my child comes to me and can feel like they can come to me mm -hmm. with whatever they're feeling and whatever they're whatever they've come up against. That they feel like they can run into my arms and I'll be waiting on the doorstep. I can tell you that just like running Jesus. back out them yeah <laughs> so so good to talk to you um obviously because you're my husband i love chatting to you about these things um if people want to find you joseph the dreamer um everywhere. you can find him everywhere on that handle and um yeah this was run by the mpi national parenting initiative and you can find out more about us and our website in the link in the description um thank you so much for joining us um bye